now listening to the Boobies Podcast. And here are your hosts, Quentin Quo, Tim Dimmick, and Jackson Rubin. Smacking directly into the microphone right now. What are we all oh, sipping on? God. Oof, that is tasty. What you, what you drinking there? Um, my dad bought a 24 pack of uh, of Spot and Oktoberfest, which is what they Ooh. serve. Um, they serve at Oktoberfest in Munich. Um, oh, very nice. And since nice. it is that time of year, I thought I'd thought I'd give it a taste. It is really fucking good. Uh, I had it. It's in a green bottle, though. I was super skeptical that it would be super skunky. But poured out in a glass. It is tasty. Nice. Mm. I have a refreshing cup of water (laughs) and a blueberry bagel with Mm. butter and a fried egg. Ooh. This is my late two of those things. Breakfast. I like uh, like a sweet bagel and and an egg. I like I like an egg sandwich with a with a, a cinnamon raisin bagel. Mm. Ooh, that's good. That that does sound good. Quentin, what do you got? And I got some uh, Brazilian soda, uh, very famous, called Guarana. It's honestly the best soda I've ever had in my life. It's got a lot uh, of Guarana in it. Uh, so Guarana, it's like a um, it's like a Amazonian fruit that uh, they turn into a soda over here. Okay. And the beauty of it is it's not too sweet. Mm. It sort of tastes like it sort of tastes like a less gingery ginger ale and like uh. less less really sugary like that how it should be. Good. So, I'm yeah, I'm, good. I'm not a soda drinker. Let me throw that out there. But yeah. Yeah. I'm considering becoming a soda drinker because of Guarana. It's very good. Shit. <laughs> Uh, I was walking out of my campus one day because Fantas just started making like Guarana in Brazil, mm. and they were giving out free samples, and I may have taken like <laughs> two or three. Don't you want kind of, Fanta, like, Fanta. Fanta? Yeah, damn straight, man. Hmm. You guys want to get into the mm. podcast? A podcast, huh? Wait, are we recording? All right. Hey, everybody. <laughs> hey. Thanks for joining us. Hey, hello. Didn't see you there. I think we uh, we watched a movie or something. Yeah, uh, um, I, I think that's what we do here. We watched uh, we watched My Dinner with Andre, which I believe is my choice this week. Um, yep. Starring Wallace Shawn and Andre Gregory, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, mm-hmm. a, and an old Russian waiter. Um, this movie was not really what I expected. I knew it was them going to dinner, but that's about it. See, I was under the impression yeah. that this movie was about Wallace Shawn and Andre the Giant having dinner. <laughs> <coughs> because right. uh, Wallace Shawn and Andre the Giant were in the movie uh, Princess Bride. Yes. So mm-hmm. I always thought they were both in the same movies. I, I, I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what they would have eaten at a, at a dinner together? 
Well, I think uh, a, no. a peanut. Hey, <laughs> uh, Andre, what's what's the story about Andre the Giant? He he could drink like four hundred beers, or something. <laughs> uh, that man was a monster. That's why he died at like uh, thirty or something. <laughs> yeah, mm. he's crazy. Yeah, yeah, so like an hour and a half into the movie, I realized, wait a minute, this isn't Andre the Giant. Who is this man? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's he's not talking like this. <laughs> Andre the Giant doesn't really talk like that. That was a bad impression. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, he wears um, Obey shirts still. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey-o. Yeah. Uh, oh, man, what if Obey was Andre Gregory instead of Andre the Giant? <laughs> That'd be that, much... We should make that. We should do that. Ooh, okay. <laughs> Or what if uh, still what if instead Obey, of Obey it says here in Brazil? What if Obey it says Andre, and it's just uh, <laughs> I I like all of these ideas right now. <laughs> okay. okay, guys, guys. TM, here's TM, how we TM. make some money. Don't take it. Here's how we make some money. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna take all this, but then we're gonna mash it up with Rick and Morty. <laughs> I, I like that. And we're I like gonna this. advertise mm-hmm. it on every page on your Facebook page. My dinner with Morte. <laughs> Morte. <laughs> We just made a Rick and Morty shirt live on the show. This Hey-o. was not planned to go, but guys. <laughs> this is uh, spontaneous shirt making with the uh, Foobies podcast. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Uh, in terms of like what to think, I, I knew there would be dinner. I knew there would be Andre. Um, but yeah, besides that, I knew it. I knew it would be in a one room thing too. But yeah, I had no idea what to expect. Mm. So that was. Um, Pleasantly it's, surprised. It's um, Wallace Shawn and Andre, Andre uh, Gregory playing themselves, but it's not like um, it's not a documentary. They're just sort of no. like playing characters that uh, have their same same names. Mm-hmm. I'm actually uh, come come down to Jackson's trivia corner. Um, according to uh, Gregory and Shawn, um, they're not playing themselves, and they are just playing characters with their own names. And apparently, when asked about it, they said if the opportunity ever came to remake the film, they would switch roles. <laughs> so, um, wait, uh, remaking films, <laughs> guys. Speaking <laughs> of, they're remaking Chef in India, right? Yeah, it's coming out uh, next month, like Shit. October sixth. We uh, well, definitely need to watch You know what we're gonna guys. do then? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, uh, I don't have too much information on about it but um i was like looking at the information on like letterboxd and apparently the movie's going to be like two and a half hours long which yep. is kind of typical of a bollywood film but uh i don't know I, I watched the trailer last night it i feel like it should be a much better version of of chef i don't even know how they could do it but mm. i'm uh, i'm oh, curious no. if we'll get it in madison because occasionally the uh the amc out in fitchburg <coughs> gets uh gets big Bollywood movies like Bahubali 2 so um, I don't know when uh, in relation to that coming out it actually like when the Indian release happened but yeah I might actually be able to see it in a theater who knows that'd be awesome I know um, I think it's like Amazon Prime's distributing it so hopefully it'll get on on that soon yeah so Mm -hmm. we can watch that and review it in the future guys Mm mm-hmm yeah, because it really does look like they're um, kind of making a wholly new original sort of story in a way with this new setting. So like all the uh, like American cultural touchstones that were in the first one, 
are being replaced by like the Indian counterparts of that. So I'm interested in to see how that plays out. Mm-hmm. And will yeah, it live up to, to it. the? I mean, it has a really big chef crocs to fill in this one. You know. <laughs> <laughs> mm. <sighs> Mario sized orange shorts. <laughs> Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, what, what did you guys actually think of uh, My Dinner with Andre? So I think Wallace Shawn is like um, a real life George Costanza. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> totally. Mm-hmm. Like, but like a more yeah. like a smarter George Costanza because George Costanza is kind of an idiot. Oh, yeah. Um, Definitely. But yeah, Wallace Shawn. I mean, he him being bald helps with that. But also, like, he... In short. uh, But the way that he kind of reacts to what Andre says um, and and what he's he's been doing is, is, yeah, very Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm Costanza-like. Listening... So, listening to them talk, the way way that I watched it was kind of in the background while I was doing other things. And to me, I can see why it was probably so um why people like it and why it was so revolutionary at the time but it for me is like we have podcasts now and literally like podcasts where people sit down to dinner and talk about stuff um Mm -hmm. like this one and so like it's hard for me to say like oh yeah i would go out and like see this in a theater or want to see it like out in public because I can just listen to someone do this at home. Um, I don't know if you guys had the same reaction, but that's kind of how I felt. Yeah. It, it does sort of like scratch that itch that I think was absent at the time. Um, but now podcasts, are, they're everywhere and that's kind of like what the, that's kind of like the hole that they fill. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think watching this as kind of like the uh, kind of like the the jumping off point for that, like historically, it was kind of cool to see see how this unfolds. Honestly, this like kind of felt like an acid trip. Not that I've really been on an acid trip, but I imagine this is what it would feel like. They kept like bringing up like weird commentary about like Alice in Wonderland and like Nazis and Tibetan monks mm. and like ex- existentialism and stuff. So. Yeah, for me, this actually, like, I have had conversations with people like this before, and it's like, I don't know, it just, for me, it just kind of seemed like shitty posturing on the part of Andre Gregory to make himself, like, seem cooler and better than Wallace Shawn. Um, Mm -hmm. And over time, there's there's an interesting kind of um, uh, progression throughout the film where Andre is talking a lot and then they actually start having a conversation and then Wallace Shawn comes back at Andre Gregory and is like here's what I think about you right now um, mm-hmm. and I thought that was really cool about how like he, Wallace Shawn basically calls him out for being a pretentious dick and uh, his bullshit which I thought was kind of interesting and fun mm-hmm. yeah um, just like talking about the like sort of the form of this film because it doesn't have like a, a typical narrative structure no um, and it kind of yeah there's that definite sort of change in like the dynamic between the two characters that goes along you can almost divide up the movie into like these different movements or these different moods 
like as like Wallace is sort of like taking its stuff in and then he's like making comments and then he's like rebuttaling and then he's like you know sharing his true feelings and it kind of evolves over the course of the film so it's it's this weird sort of dreamy flowy kind of thing um, that I, I think was really cool to sort of like just experience and like you know sort of yeah uh, I, I liked it and um, yeah. at times I felt like uh, Andre's character was like I have no idea what the fuck he's talking about at times <laughs> but then at other times like oh he's kind of making sense but then mm-hmm. it like blurs back into like talking about like fairies and gargoyles or whatever and Hitler um, and Hitler <laughs> at one point he calls uh, them Nazi demons which was yes. like whoa okay and then and then Wallachan is just like yeah and then the movie kind of ends um mm-hmm. It's uh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah go ahead Quinn oh uh, like with the Nazi demons oh. comments like it could be just like he's just saying that they're you know comparing them to Nazis and how evil they were or like are they like some sort of Scientology like Phaeton like Nazi demon like actual oh, yeah. evil ghost mm-hmm. <laughs> with Andrea like I think there's that some ambiguity there to what he actually meant totally yeah um, so I'm just gonna throw the spoiler out there Andre does pay pay for the dinner at the end. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, but uh, I, I was going back. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, um, going back to like the whole thing about like podcasts. I was like, I'm not the biggest fan. Like, I listen to it occasionally when there's a guest that I like about like Joe Rogan. It it kind of reminded me of like sometimes when they talk <laughs> about like conspiracy theories. Totally. Um, oh my god. Yes. Totally. And, Especially when Andre Gregory is talking about, like, how New York is, like, this new concentration camp that, like, mm-hmm. nobody can leave because everybody are, like, prisoners, but they're also the wardens. They're building and their own prison. Yeah. And he's like, don't you realize, or haven't you met so many people from New York who keep saying that they want to get out, but they can never leave? Mm-hmm. But, yeah. yeah. So it reminded yeah. me of that. <laughs> Yeah, like, totally. all my, like, uh, intro comm courses and, like, philosophy classes started, like, bubbling up again mm. watching this thing. But, yeah, like, that totally got Joe Rogan vibes, like, when they, like, talk about, like, Nibiru, like, Planet X, or, you know, <laughs> alignment of the stars and shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and when, like, or, like, the, the beehive and the communal living and all that kind of shit. Oh, my it's God. Like, yeah. We're not living the way that we should... Uh, we should be speaking a language that all of us can understand. And I thought he was going to bring up, like, Esperanto or something. Um, but he was mm-hmm. talking about fucking, like, the language of theater, uh, which is yeah. pretty weird. Um, there is also, I think, I don't know if it does this on purpose, but they talk about theater in a way that I found extremely pretentious. Um, and I don't know if that's just the way that people from theater talk about it. Um, but it just sort of struck me as, uh, like them <clears throat> sort of like being parodies of themselves, uh, like how theater is this great art form that everyone should take super seriously, um, and mm-hmm. that we're not viewing it right. Uh, I, mm-hmm. yeah, there's, there's a lot of that kind of ambiguous, like, what do they actually believe in this movie? Um. Mm-hmm. which I think is kind of interesting and fun to think about. Yeah, it reminded me a little bit of uh, um, uh, on Children's Hospital, uh, the, like, Joaquin Phoenix-type character, like, when they do the behind-the-scenes and, like, they have, like, these fake actors who, like, play the, you know, the roles on uh, on um, Children's Hospital. Um, what was Ken Marino's, like, character who's, like, a Joaquin Phoenix-type? 
Mm. Uh, I don't know enough to talk about it. Damn, I can't remember, but like one of his lines is like... I think it's like Eddie Falcon. Yeah, something like that. And it's like, um, like, if you didn't like the movie, you probably weren't watching it right. (laughs) This is one of his lines. Uh, I was just going to quickly say, they come off as like very, like, you know, stereotypical, like... Uh, intellectual metropolitan New Yorkers, yes, um, having mm-hmm. a conversation and like quoting, uh, you know, Books literature that you've never heard and of. yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Or you know, like you know, the only thing I find comforting in life is curling up with my electric blanket and reading Charlton Heston's autobiography. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good one, Sean. Yeah, uh, thank you. Pretty... <laughs> <laughs> the, the... Hey, everybody, we're joined by Wallace, uh, <laughs> friend of the show. Yeah. Uh, thank you um, for having me. <laughs> there's a, uh, there's a, the thing about yeah, the, the weird pretension thing because the whole the whole opening like intro where Wallachon is um, giving like his monologue over him walking through New York about how hard his life is where he has to wake up at 10 a.m. and go yeah. to, <laughs> and go to the post office at five. Like there's sort of that <laughs> that feeling that um, all of this is sort of a joke, which is another thing to kind of think about when you're like what they mm-hmm. actually mean when it comes to this movie because like there's there is a sort of tongue in cheek aspect to what they're saying as well. Yeah. Um and we should I guess we should point out that this is I think this movie is listed as a comedy on IMDb and Wikipedia which is really interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. cuz it's really only funny when Wallace Shawn is doing his uh voiceover. Um Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, and then, um, yeah, part of like the parody uh, of like these kind of people, um, where like Andre will just like uh, be talking about like non nonsensical stuff. It almost felt like, um, you know, like how they do like techno babble in like Star Trek, and like the flux capacitor must be like charged to like twenty five rels before we can start the hyper accelerator. It kind of felt like they're using that kind of language, but like in terms of like philosophy or like metaphysics or you know like astrology or some shit. It's like they're just you know like using this like made up language um, at times to like describe what they were talking about when they started that like giant purple or blue minotaur that it like appeared to him and like mm-hmm. on some sort of acid trip. Um, and then I like how he showed his old photo of him, like when he lived in the forest, the whole bit, like with those Polish people, and they would sing songs. Um, I don't know if you guys saw this recently, but Stephen King, uh, his like um, university in in Maine, like published like uh, a picture of him because yes. it was like the anniversary of it, and he he looks deranged. Oh yeah, no, he looks <laughs> he kind looked, of he he looks Manson like. Yeah, he looks a little bit like Bigfoot, I think, with like his <laughs> mane of hair. Um, but yeah, that's like kind of how it looked. Uh, the picture of Andre, of mm. him describing his his experience in the forest, or yeah, sort of like the the photos from the set of uh, Green Inferno, from uh, <laughs> fucking uh, what's his fuck from Inglorious Bastards. Eli Roth. Yeah, Eli Roth. Yeah, just like dead eyes and super tired. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, and then and then at one point Andre kind of like is like explaining this like a big adventure he, he's had and like all these life-changing like experiences and then he says he goes back on it and says like you know all of this has been a waste basically so it, it, there is kind of like this weird contrarian sort of 
um, ambiguity throughout the the whole film, you know. I yeah. do like some of their commentaries that they had on like sort of the social norm of the kind of uh, very surface level kind of different language that we have when we're talking to people at, like at a party. Yeah, um, yeah. You, know, you, yeah. you see someone and you're just like, oh, hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Great, great. You know, mm-hmm. just this very mm-hmm. super, you know, artificial language and barriers that we have. Yeah. Um, and there were there were some parts where I was just like, oh, I'm enjoying this conversation, and yeah, I kind of get what you're saying, but uh, then it would like switch back to him saying like, yeah, and then I saw the blue minotaur look at me, and he was waving at me, saying like, it's gonna be all right, buddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is this is the kind of thing where it's like um, you hear people who are super into uh, like uh, quote unquote Eastern medicine, the holistic healing kind of thing. Where they're like, mm-hmm. it's like you you hear the benefits of it, and you're like, oh wow, this could be really cool, and then they start talking about uh, like chakras and auras and how crystals help your uh, alignment, and you're like, nah. and amber is the color of your energy. Yeah, uh, they're really big fans of three eleven. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so and it's uh, like you're like, oh yeah, this could be really cool, and then they start talking about some pseudoscientific bullshit, and you're like, um yeah, never mind. Um, <laughs> I don't really know if you think frequency would it. Uh, means what it really means. So, yeah. By the way, uh, shout out to Ono, Russ, and Carrie, which is a great podcast where they talk about that kind of stuff. Oh, nice. Mm. Um, I do want to note in this film uh, that at one hour and 28 minutes into the movie, <laughs> Wallace Shawn does say inconceivable. Inconceivable! Uh, oh, damn, that's actually really good, man. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell if you're joking or... <laughs> no, I'm serious. It, it sounds... I, I think the, the uh, listeners will all agree it does sound like we actually do have Wallace Shawn, because we do. Maybe we'll have him on but, uh, in the future. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was worth uh, worth noting, Dan. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I do I do, I do um, love him I, in, that, in that role. I, yeah. I do want to note uh, just that I think uh, kind of another sort of... Uh, commentary or like like commentary on itself or it was like the whole like format of the movie it's like set at at a dinner at dinner time mm-hmm. so both like the movie itself and their actual dinner kind of lost last the same amount of time mm-hmm. and it's like you're you would kind of talk about you know this kind of stuff if you were having dinner with a real person yeah um and then this is just kind of like the documentation of it mm-hmm. in a way i am uh I was impressed at how, like, they... I think they clearly did finish their dinner, but we didn't see them eat very much of it at all. Which, um, yeah. I think is uh, some movie magic. Um, mm-hmm. they, they both had quail. Yeah. And Wallace Shawn notes that he thought they'd be bigger. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and he's like... He kind of feels like a Philistine because they're at this nice French restaurant. And he, or, I guess, was it French or Russian? Because the way that they pronounce some of the things i was kind of confused um i have no idea about these kind of foods yeah but uh, yeah i don't know <laughs> it was uh i don't know everything sounded good and delicious i really wanted that potato soup that wallace Shawn was eating yo i have been sick the last fucking week and a half because i went to riot fest in chicago and i have been eating soup and potato soup is one of my favorite things and i'm craving it so fucking bad um, my mom is in California right now, and she can't make it for me. Rip. Oh, no. Yeah. I'm sorry, Jackson. Um, I would like yeah, to I'm also... pitch uh, for A8 China's large, wa- 
large wonton soup, which you can get for under three dollars. And Buck, it'll really? change your life, buddy. Yeah, it'll change oh, your life, man. buddy. I, I do love a uh, six dollar General Tso's meal deal. <laughs> um, shout but out to a large China, wonton soup. Uni- University Avenue, Wisconsin, Madison, Wisconsin. Yeah, that's one of my favorite places mm. to go uh, get food with with uh, my girlfriend Tiana. So we love it, we love the wonton soup, and you can also get a large sw- uh, hot and sour soup. I think also for like under mm. three dollars. That place is delicious for the amount of money you spend. I will say, mm-hmm. um, I I think once you get back, Quentin, we should do a uh, ranking of all of the cheap Chinese joints here. Ooh, I would love that. Um, I would love that so on much. Campus. <laughs> yeah. Before, before, did you did you hear that QQ is closing down? I have heard through Ani, uh, past and future guests of the show. Ani uh, told me about this. Yeah, I like. I don't know any details besides the fact that I think the like the owners are moving back to China or something. Um, mm-hmm. But I literally don't know anything besides that, and there's been no indication that they are actually closing. Um, so, I don't know. L- uh, local famous uh, university uh, Chinese joint. It is so good. Oh, my uh, God. Uh, have we talked about it on the podcast before? I don't know if we, I've eaten QQ on the podcast before, but I don't think we've ever talked about it. Oh. Let's really quickly like tell Tim like what you can get for like under seven dollars. Yeah, so uh, they they have a they have a lunch deal and a dinner deal, and the lunch deal is under seven, uh, and the dinner deal is under eight, and uh, it's two entrees and three entrees respectively. But you get a probably about five pounds of food total for under eight dollars, and they have like. Uh, Mapo tofu, like, uh, like, uh, what is it? Thrice black pork, pepper chicken, black pepper chicken, General Tso's, like everything you could ever want at a Chinese food restaurant. But it's in that kind of mall Chinese food buffet, and it's in the basement of this building that holds this grad student bar and a subway. Uh, and it's it's gnarly as fuck, and it has a reputation for kind of being bad on your stomach. But it is so good for the amount of food that you get and the price that it's so worth it. And there is the ubiquitous QQ lady who, um, whenever you get a new item, asks... uh, I believe we may have talked about the QQ lady before. But you say an item and she says one more uh, until you have an uh, an entire styrofoam container full of delicious food. Um, and uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be a shame if it does ever leave. Yeah, um, I'm weeping. That sounds amazing. Yeah, that I can never experience this. It's so I probably good. won't. Tim, oh man! Uh, if you ever come to Madison, <laughs> we have to go to QQ. Okay, that's on the list. Quick it's hack: that, I'll, that I'll recommend to the listeners. Um, you can get so you start off with either like fried rice, white rice, or um, lo mein, chow mein, lo mein. Um, but you can say you can want a combination of both fried rice and lo mein ah, to get even that's the more way to food. Go. Nice. Oh, God. Because the, the, the lo mein doesn't face. reheat well, but you can get the lo mein uh, like the day of, and then you can eat half of the food and then reheat it with the fried rice. And it's like fucking shit. Uh, it's so good. <laughs> Spoken like a true vet. <laughs> oh, man. It is, it is perfect. Um, they should have shot my dinner with Andre at QQ. 
Um, I would love that. One time I drank a six pack of Blue Moon in less than an hour and then blackout. I do not remember walking to QQ, but I remember being there, ordering, and then passing out on my bed later once I had finished. But none of the trip there and back. Uh, one of my best memories in college. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like everything went off without a hitch. Yes, so good. <laughs> I, I do have to say, I did have some pretty good Chinese takeout last night. Mm. It was like this spicy tofu and like vegetable fried rice, and like these little pork dumpling things. Mm. It was it hit the spot. So I'm not. If I hadn't had that last night, I would be on the floor sobbing because I, I don't have Chinese food right now. Mm. Oh God, I Chinese food actually. here is just a. Goddamn travesty! <laughs> is it? Oh no! Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, it's um, it's essentially just um, it's just chicken and vegetables. Uh, oh, and that's kind of it. <laughs> N- no fried meats. Uh, yeah, but it's like it's really bad. Like I went to oh. like kind of a Chinese buffet. Um, it was actually one of the first times I went into like the center of the city. Mm. Uh, with my friend Louis, we just randomly walked into this like. Chinese restaurant that was like kind of the opposite of QQ's but you walk upstairs instead of downstairs oh. and um, you grab a plate and you just fill it up with whatever you want and at the end you pay like 30 he ice and uh, you leave but yeah it was just gnarly I felt so bad <laughs> after the, at the end <laughs> and they also serve um, sushi there and okay sorry oh. the sushi there was some of the worst sushi I've ever had I was just very I was very curious I was just like yeah how bad could this be I am extremely. You know that place, Madison Kitchen, uh, in the uh, in the Lucky Building. Uh, no, I don't think so. It's it's the place where they they sell like cheeseburgers and like fries and also sushi and like general sows. That place what? is fucking crazy, and it's no one is oh, ever in yeah, there, yeah, but yeah, it's yeah, been yeah. open for like yeah, five Madison years. Cuisine. Madison Cuisine. That's yeah. What it's, it's sort of like a, um, <clears throat> a a lesser version of of uh, QQ. Yeah, but like, I don't understand why it's still open. Like, I don't, I don't know who goes there. I think anywhere that sells uh, uh, both sushi and uh, like Chinese stir fry is probably not a good good place to go. So occasionally uh, I'll go there if I don't want to make the trip to like QQs. Um, yeah, and this but is like mainly A8, just to get A eight is like just uh, down oh the street. yeah, that's true, that's true. But <laughs> sometimes if I want like um, what is it like garlic eggplant which they serve mm. like in the lunch special i'll get that right. but uh yeah it's it's not good <laughs> yeah um Whew. chinese mm. food talk <laughs> yeah madison local local madison chinese food talk um i'm actually curious uh, quentin what is like what is the other um like non-brazilian uh like ethnic food available in Brazil? um so a lot of American food, like burgers and whatnot. Okay. Um, stroganoff, which is I think Russian. Uh, you can um, find that. Like, yeah, everywhere. I think it's been co-opted by Germans, but yeah. Yeah, it's German. It's um, Russian. What, what have fa- you? One of my favorites. And if you if you go like to Sao Paulo, you'll find a lot more like Japanese food. Okay. Um, but that's kind of about it. Uh, other than that, it's a lot of, like, Brazilian food, and it, the deal with Brazilian food is, like, you go to, for lunch, and you fill up your plate, and then they charge you by how, how heavy your plate is. Oh, my God. Yeah. So that's <laughs> that the way incredible. Kind of, yeah, but sometimes it can get expensive. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Is it so, um so is it kind of like I guess they do that at like the barbecue place here in Madison Samba. Um it's by it's by Wade, right? Or is that I don't know if you've ever been there. Um, I haven't been there. But uh yeah, I think it's like it's a Brazilian barbecue place that measures by weight. Um mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I the food here is like it. I, I think I don't go out enough to like really know like mm. really good food. So right. I kind of eat like a, a broke college student. Sure. So, mm. do they have uh, churrascarias like where you're at? I, I heard about that on uh, the Joe Rogan podcast. So bring it back to that. <laughs> but it's like you go um, there and it's just like a, a barbecue place, and you have like a ping pong paddle, and like if you hold the green side up, it means bring me more meat, and then if you turn it to red, that means like stop. Anything like that. So I don't know about, like, a chouascaria, like, really close to me. Like, I, I'm sure I can find one easily in the city. Um, what a lot of, like, college parties do is they have, you pay, like, a fee, and you get, like, a wristband. Mm. And you can get, like, access to an open bar, and they'll be serving some uh, sort of food, depending on what the theme is. And sometimes they'll do, like, a chouascaria night, maybe, like, a pizza night. I was actually at one of these for a pizza night, which was pretty amazing. I paid, right. like... Less than twenty bucks to pretty much drink for six hours and eat pizza like all day. Nice. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> so that was a lot of fun. I was and that. while we were getting, while we were getting, while I was getting drunk with these Brazilians, um, it was funny. They were doing like impressions of Brazilian like accents from different parts of the country okay. and like British impressions. Uh, you know, essentially we were living life like that movie, The Trip. <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> so, Check out I, I the room with the view. Funny. I want to see a tree. Yeah. Oh wow. Uh, yeah. I, I. Speaking of food festivities, I went out to uh, the New Orleans uh, Chicken Festival down by the river, mm. uh, and that was, that was pretty good. Um, they had like vendors, like fifteen. Uh, no, 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 like more like twenty different vendors, like all there selling chicken and stuff. Um, and I got some uh, mediocre chicken and waffles that was overpriced. Oh. Um, but then I, uh, for like five bucks, I got a giant, like, like two giant, like, chicken breasts. Um, so I definitely, like, had my fill. Uh, and also some, like, uh, Creole-like style fries, which were pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. And then I ran out of money. Otherwise, I would have bought some beer, too. But mm. <laughs> it, was a, it was a cool experience. That's awesome. Right and so Willie Mays wanna... is probably the one to, to watch out for, but it had a, a line. It was the longest line that like stretched around the corner. Mm. But uh, if you're ever in New Orleans, hit that place up. Thanks. Mm. So I want to do a little game with you guys. Uh, it's called Our Dinners with Andre. Mm-hmm. So point of this game is uh, we're all going to pick a famous person named Andre um, to have dinner with. You have to choose which restaurant and which Andre and then give your reasons why. Mm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Who's got one that wants to start? Um, hmm. I think uh, I, I didn't know that we had to choose a restaurant. Shit. <laughs> you want to pick uh, your Andre first? Yeah, why don't you go ahead? Uh, okay, I'll take... I'll take Andre 3000. Oh, shit. Nice one. That's a good Andre. Yeah. Yeah. What about you guys? Where Where are you gonna take Andre? Ooh. Um. Well, you did get me missing kind of soul food, so. Uh, I'd probably want to go to like, 
the Roscoe's chicken and waffles in Pasadena. Yeah, how's your? Uh, what's your guys' opinion of Roscoe's? I didn't I didn't get to go when I was in L.A. So I, I, think I like Roscoe's. I, I think it's pretty good. It, it depends. Um, I think it depends on which location you go to. Like the one owned, in Hollywood is garbage. Are they owned by different people. It's just the same. Um, group. It's the same people, but it's just. I feel like they're run differently depending on which ones you go mm-hmm. to. Yeah. Um, there's like a run that my um, my family does, like a 5K uh, out in Inglewood. And after every time we used to do that run, we would go to Roscoe's afterwards. Mm-hmm. So it's a beautiful way so to good. gain all that weight we just lost. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'll take uh, Andre 3000 to go to uh, Roscoe's. Yeah, Channel I think Andre 3000 would like that. That's That's very good. Um, just I think ask I might have why one. the hell we're not going to get another Outcast album. <laughs> no. Yeah, uh, Big Boy, one of the best MCs of all time, in my opinion. Um, I'm going to go for Andre the Giant. Speaking mm-hmm. of, we, we mentioned him earlier in the podcast, and um, there's a place here in Madison called the Scotty Bar, and they do an 80 ounce PBR challenge. And I think he could do it in probably about three minutes, but <laughs> you have all day to finish 80 ounces of PBR. Um, and it starts with a 12 ounce can you move up to a pint glass or you 12 ounce can, uh, 16 ounce can, 23 ounce can, 32 ounce can. Um, and you have all day to do it. And I'd go on either Wednesday nights when they do endless wings or, uh, Friday nights when they do uh, all you can eat fish fry and oh. um, Scotty Bar is one of the uh, best bars for food in my opinion in the area so yeah check it out nice um, so my pick is a little bit different and it uh, I'm pulling this from an old childhood movie that I used to watch called Andre and it was about a <laughs> seal who, who uh, had a, who was best friends with a little girl so this, I would take the seal from the movie Andre. I would take him to uh, this uh, nearby like bodega deli uh, thing in my in, in my neighborhood called Adam Street Grocery, which is kind of cool, like because you just pop in there after class and then grab a, a fish po boy, hence the seal, tied it back with like the fish po boy. Mm-hmm. They'll give you like a, a fried fish uh, po boy for like under nine dollars, uh, and it's like as long as your forearm, so yeah. it's easy to split. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to give that a little shout out because we have like the just these like little restaurants kind of peppered into our residential area, which I think is really handy. Um, awesome. Also, I, I want to mention that um, Paul Shear, who played Andre on the League, again <laughs> they're Andre, uh, went to Dom Elise's, which was fe- featured in the movie Hell Baby, hmm. uh, and they're their uh, boys are good but they are overpriced at the same time and they, they have a, a picture of like the of the cast of uh, of Hell Baby like Tom Lennon and like Paul Shear and like uh, uh, Rob Hubel like framed and signed by Tom Lennon that's awesome yeah I'm but surprised uh, nobody picked uh, mm-hmm. Eric Andre mm. I mean I was yeah <laughs> I thought we were doing multiple rounds I'll be honest where would you take Eric everything. Andre? What would be a good fit for him? Double Dare. <sighs> God. The Eric Nickelodeon Andre. game show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, um, hmm. Oh, I, I take know. Eric. Let's make this a I take Eric Andre yeah. to the Slime Cone. 
um, oh. which is a uh, diner gas station in Jefferson, Wisconsin. Or, uh, is it Jefferson? Jefferson, Wisconsin, um, that we stopped after seeing him uh, in September of last year. Yeah, no, that was fun times, man. Yeah. What so, do they uh, serve at the slime cone? It's well, it's, it's it's called the pine cone, um, affectionately uh-huh. called the slime cone because it's pretty pretty gnarly. Um, <laughs> but it's uh, it's just a diner. I don't know. It's uh, anything you can get at a diner. Oh, nice. Yeah. Where would you take pretty Eric good. Andre, Tim? Where would I take him? Uh, yeah. Putting you on the ooh. spot here. Sorry. Oh no, it's it's cool. Um, well, I, I think I would like to take him uh, to the, this one restaurant in Japan that I went to where uh, I got served a live sea snail. Mm. And I would like to see like how, how, what he thought of that, um, where they like bring out a live sea snail, which is like about the size in its shell. Its shell is about like the size of a, a small fist. Um, so it's like a big snail. And they bring it out alive, and then they have like a little grill, like a butane grill, on your uh, on your table. So you just pour some soy sauce in the shell, and you kind of cook it in its own shell in soy sauce. Mm. And then you uh, take it out of uh, the shell using your chopsticks, and the half of it is bright orange, and the other half is dark blue. The side that's like stays inside the shell, what the and fuck? it is not the it, it's not good. No, <laughs> it, it, it's not good at all. Um, and my uncle was there, and he didn't eat it because he already knew it wasn't good. But then his brother-in-law, who's Japanese, uh, he he ate two with no problem while I was like doing um, gymnastics in my mouth so it wouldn't like touch my tongue. Oh, good and I didn't have to taste it. <laughs> taste it. All right. But yeah, I'd like to subject him to that. A uh, a stunning endorsement for Japanese escargot. <laughs> okay, I got one now. So I would take Eric Andre to this, um, like, L.A. restaurant that really annoys me. Um, so it would be, like, the intro of his show where we just destroy the restaurant. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, so what would, is this restaurant? It's called Komodo. I, I see it featured a lot in these, like, Food Insider videos where it's like, this is a ramen burrito served at uh, oh, Komodo. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I Which, saw that ramen burrito, and everybody's like, this is, like, prison food. This is what, like, prisons make with, like, prisoners make with their commissary, mm-hmm. like, stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I I mean, actually, it's funny, because, like, my last day of work at uh, One Day at a Time, they handed me this, like, large, like, binder that we have of all these restaurants, and they're like, all right, Quentin, it's your last day. You get to pick where we go for lunch. And I just turned to one of my coworkers, and I said, what's a good place? And he was like, I don't know, Komodo's? So I was like, sure, let's do Komodo's. <laughs> Pretty overrated, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I would destroy Komodo. <laughs> yeah, I have to admit that does look pretty tasty. The uh, the ramen burrito. Yeah, I mean, I had like some tacos. <laughs> I had some tacos from them, and um, mm-hmm. the tacos were nice, but you know, very very bougie. Ah, uh, bad and bougie. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad yeah, I did not I'll pay see for myself them. out. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yep. please, please do. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I want to give a shout out to uh, Andre Brower and Andre Vermeulen who appear on Brooklyn oh, yeah. Nine Nine and uh, and Andrew Tribeca, respectively. Mm-hmm. And I would take them to uh, Greenbush Bakery here in Madison to get some donuts because those are cop shows. And then right, go to Rockies right and then go to Rockies door. right next door. Delicious. Shout out to Vincent. <laughs> oh, I fucking love Rockies so much. Ugh. Okay, should we get maybe back to... Yeah, I, th- <laughs> I, think, we should, I think we should do uh, probably final judgments at this point. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah, so uh, I guess we'll go through go through our ratings, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, I guess we've uh, we've the highest rating is um, I'd like to speak with the chef, and we've given that to one movie. And what movie is that, Tim? That movie is Chef. Yes. And in the near future, it might also be Chef, depending on how <laughs> Chef is. <laughs> um, of chef twenty seventeen. Um, and the next rating is uh, I'll have what she's having. Uh, rating below that is three Yelp stars. Rating below that is uh, I'll take it to go. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, the rating below that is on uh, three. Okay, we can uh, do that. Uh, uh, Check, please. Check, please. please. Okay. Perfect. Um, yeah. As and always. Um, <laughs> our our final rating is um, we've we've only given it to one movie, and that movie is uh, oh, no. is waiting. I apologize. And uh, <laughs> we, we gave that we gave that movie a dine and dash um, because it was fucking garbage. Mm-hmm. So um, <laughs> anyway, uh, on to my dinner with Andre. What what did you guys think of it? Hmm. Well, I would I would give it a uh, I would give it a three Yelp stars, but like I would have to like if somebody were to if I were to like recommend this to somebody, I'd give them like, hey, just so you know, like this is kind of or you know, don't expect a normal movie, you know. But I, I would recommend it. I think it, it it's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. I uh, was a I was pretty big on this movie. I really liked it. Um, I, you know, I'm a big fan of, like, Wallace Shawn, you know, hence why he's here in the room with us. Um, yeah, so I think I'll give it, um, uh, for me, it's it's barely just a very low kind of, uh, what is it, uh, I'll have what she's having. Mm. So, mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, I, I, that's what I'll give it. Mm-hmm. Right on. Um, I think I'll have to agree with Tim. I, uh, it wasn't really what I was expecting, but I did enjoy it. Um, by the end, it was uh, it was better than I thought it would be, uh, based on first impressions. And I um, I would recommend it, but I think I would recommend it with reservations, um, which is uh, not uh, I didn't really intend for that to be a pun, but it was. And um, yeah, so I'd say I'd say a, a middle three Yelp stars. It's it's good, and I would probably qualify it uh, when I did recommend it. It's not what you think it. It's it's not a normal movie, but it is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, right on, guys. Very nice. Let's get into plugs, I guess. Yeah. All right, so you can always find this podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud at Foobies Podcast, and follow us on Twitter at Foobies Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Dimic Tim. Mm-hmm. And you can follow us on Facebook. Uh, just search Foobies Podcast. I'll make sure to update it. And um, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Jackson Rody, retweeting stuff about the. NFL protest. Yeah. Mm. Damn straight. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Chino Latino Q. Um, yeah, follow me there to find my spicy takes about Wes Anderson's new movie. Ooh. <laughs> that's for another time. But, uh, yeah, that's that's all I got to rip the plug. All right. Right on. Nice. All right, guys, let's so wrap it up. We wrap this, wrap it up then. Uh, we, we wrap it, uh, this show up by uh, clinking our glasses and saying provecho. 
which means like to your health. Mm-hmm. So on three. Okay. One, two, two three. Three. Probecho. 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 <laughs> that was my bad wall shot at the end. Probecho. Probecho. <laughs> <laughs> Foovies will return. We'd like to thank Sweaty Hands for the intro. Uh, find him on SoundCloud at Sweaty Hands. Also, Johnny Chang for introducing us to Sweaty Hands and sharing his own music. Find him on SoundCloud at Johnny Chang. That's J O N N Y.